at the end of the day, in B2B, the value of marketing is defined by this one word, and that's sales. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. We are here today, as always, with Sangram Vajre. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the producers of the show. Sangram, how are you doing today, my man? Ready to go, man. I'm so pumped because this is different than what we have done on most Wednesdays, where we have been reviewing tons of books, tons of like really getting into personal stuff. And now after 100 podcasts, we're into something new. Yeah, so this is actually the first in a three-part series where we're going to be talking about the future of ABM. Sangram, what's been happening in your world? Because this is the talk for you as well. You're going to be talking a lot about this at different events that you're speaking at. So what is it, you know, what's been going on in your world that has made you want to you know, talk about the future of ABM and the way that we're about to do it? Well, the reality is that with every trend at some point, there's a talk around, okay, we get it. This is, this, this is good. This is got it. And this is standard now. But what's next? And, and I've been getting that question a lot. Haven't written the book on account-based marketing three years ago. It's always the question now. Well, so what's next? What is, where are we going with this thing? And yeah. so today, I think we're going to start unpacking some of that. But really, we cannot get into it until we know the history. I love it. So let's dive in. So this is a three-part series. So so this is part one of that series on the future of ABM. So so let's let's dive right into it, Sangram. What is this first part about? So the first part, and real quick, I'll share the three parts. What it is, so people can keep an eye on it. It's going to be on Wednesdays. So the first one today, we're going to go deeper into the brutal truth around account-based marketing and why we are here. Really, again, very short, but really brutal truth. I think some people will have to park their cars to listen to this because this <laughs> might make them feel super, super uncomfortable. The second part, which we will do next week, would be the three stages of marketing and sales evolution. I'm pumped for this one. So I can't wait to do that. And the last one is, which is the obvious, the promised land. Where are we going with all these things? So I'm really excited. This is going to be short, very crisp, and hopefully a ton of value. So today, it's all about brutal truth. All right. So the brutal truth, let's dive into it. All right. So James, question for you. In B2B, the value of marketing is defined by what? I would say the the amount of product or service that, that you actually sell as a result of that marketing. You got it. At the end of the day, in B2B, the value of marketing is defined by this one word, and that's sales. That's why I said people may have to park their cars, especially if you're a marketer, (laughs) because you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing all these things, these events, this website, this lead gen doc, and all those things that you're so, so, so happy about and so excited about the ebook that is so beautifully designed and nobody reads. And you're so mad about that part, too. Even your sales team don't, don't read or send emails, right? You're upset about all these things. But the reality is this, your value as a marketer and, and the value of marketing in a, 
entirety is defined by sales. And I'll let, let me just give you a couple of examples. And this is true in every organization I've ever worked with, unfortunately, and is also true in most people that I've ever talked to, if they have taken the time to look at it and take a step back. Number one, if you are in marketing today, and let's say the sales number are going up and to the right, up and to the right, what happens? Marketing starts getting more money. It's not because marketing is amazing. Nobody isn't asking marketing to do anything. Marketing gets more money, more hires. All those things just naturally happen to happen. And you're like, wow, this is great. And as soon as, <laughs> as soon as, and James, you could probably attest to this, as soon as the sales number goes down, what happens? Yep. Marketing get, gets sucked <laughs> right back down. Absolutely. No questions asked. No matter how amazing your marketing team organization efforts work might look like, that's just the reality. And the reason is, it's not because people are crazy. It's because the the statements, the financial statements have sales and marketing as one line item. So as one thing goes up, just by the law of that formula, the other thing has to go down in order to, to balance that thing up. So now when we are in the sea of, if you're in MarTech, you know, this is the easiest example to share, is there are 7,000 plus marketing technology companies today and that are all selling to, to marketers, for example. And I have this, this theory around that there is some sort of magic that happens every five years that's really important to take notice of. And I think that's going to be the brutal truth for the next part. You know, when you get into the next part, you'll learn about it. But let me just go through that five-year magic. And James, I would love your your thoughts on this one as we go through it, yeah. because I'm going to ask you a super important question as, as we go to the first 15 years. All right. Okay. All right. So 2000, what was the biggest thing in 2000? 2000. Is that when email kind of exploded onto the scene from a marketing perspective? You are so good, man. That's right. So so remember the exact targets of the world and all these email marketing. When people used to get 80, 90% open rate, it was a beautiful time. We, we all use email today, but man, no, we, we don't get any close to that 80, 90% open rate. But that was 2005, 2000. And you fast forward five more years from 2000, the big change happened was everybody looked around and said, wow, email is great. Content marketing is great. We need to be able to capture these leads and, and then give it to the sales team. So what happened? So I guess it kind of an, the natural evolution of email would be, okay, now how do we send mass emails? How do we nurture folks through a sequence? So marketing automation, my guess is what I would think would have come as a kind of a natural extension after the email boom. Totally, totally, man. So that's where the sales and marketing automations really, really take to, to crude. You think about Eloqua, Marketo, Pardot, you know, and people might even might remember Manicore and, you know, some of the other uh, marketing automation software. But all of that was to capture leads from all these mass emails that people were sending. You yeah. fast forwarded five more years. Now get into it. And that's where in 2010 happens. And that's where predictive happened. Remember that when, when people mm. were saying, you know what, marketers were selling to the sales team, hey, or sales were telling to the marketing team is like, guys, you're giving me too many leads. And, mm. and yeah. the majority of these leads are crap. I want to know which leads to go after. And, and marketing came back and said, you know what, we're going to use predictive technology and we're going to tell and predict which lead you should work on. That was 2010. Yeah. Now, yeah. the question really is for everybody who's listening right now, why are we going to this history lesson? It's kind of boring, but it's not. It's actually really, really interesting. If you think about email, marketing, sales automation and predictive, what's common in all three of them? Email, marketing automation and predictive. 
they're all tactics, right? They're all like different things that you put in your kind of tactical marketing belt. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, these are actually the tools, the yeah. platforms that people started to use and saying that this is where we're going to live. We're going to have email tool or email platform, or we have a marketing automation platform, or we have a predictive platform. Yeah. And what happened if you take five more years, 2015, when ABM came to life? Well, ABM is a strategy. So yeah. for the first time in last 15 years, the change, the biggest change, why people think, why, well, why is ABM such a hard thing and, and what, what's going on? Well, the reality is for the last 15 years, we have been in this technology cycle and the bubble and the buzz and all those things about just creating more and more technology that led to 7,000 plus MarTech companies. Well, the reality is all of them are just that, technology solutions to solve a problem that was created by other technology. But finally, the reason ABM is so, so, so good and important for people to recognize is because ABM is actually bringing strategy back, which means you have we all have to now take a step back and think again, plan again, and, and not just be so tactical. In, because all these tools just made, as you said, James, that was so good that it's all tactical. It's all something you just do and you do not strategic around what marketing and sales should be focused on. So that's kind of the history. The brutal truth is we have been just mass marketing, doing using technology to drive everything we do, as opposed to focusing truly on the strategy. And that's really, really a fun way to kind of look back and say, wow, we have been in this tool world for the last 15 years. Yeah. So to your point of what you just said, Sangram, you know, w- when folks start to get overwhelmed by that, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing all this about ABM, kind of the difference being, you know, the reason you're hearing so much about it is because it's a lot more than just a tactic. It's It's got to be something that you think about from a strategic standpoint. And because of that, <laughs> this is something that I don't think is necessarily going to go away in the, in the next five years because it is so strategic and it maps so closely to, I don't know, to me, human behavior and how humans want to be connected with. So what can we look forward to Sangram in, in part two of this series? Well, the, so this this brings to the to really a good point is at the end of the day, everybody needs to recognize the today, and some might think about this as a future, but it's not because we're going to talk about future in the next few episodes. But today you could literally say account-based marketing is B2B marketing. That is by far the great, you cannot say that to email marketing is not B2B marketing. It's a tactic. Uh, Marketing automation is not B2B marketing. It is putting a whole bunch of things together and just doing it on a tactical basis. So that's marketing automation. Predictive is just helping you figure out what to do uh, to the leads and score and those kind of things. ABM is a strategy. So back to what ABM is, is really important in order for the next series, uh, next set of episodes in the series is that ABM, you can call it account-based marketing, you can call it, call it account-based marketing, you can call it account-based revenue, or you can call it account-based anything, whatever you want to call it. It is, at the end of the day, B2B marketing. So that's really the main point and the conclusion for the first episode. And what we're going to really get into the next one, and just a very high-level highlight, is the three different stages of marketing and sales evolution. I think it's going to be really important for people to, to kind of dive into this when, when we dive into this one to recognize that somebody might fall into one stage or second stage or the third stage, like any one of these stages. And you're going to start recognizing the opportunity that we all have today with all, not only just the technology, but all, as you said, the human behavior and what we understand about people and how they buy and sell all these things. So these three stages are really going to map. You can you can actually go and map yourself and say, which of this stage am I in today and where I want to go from here? I love it.
I love it. Sangam, this has been fantastic, man. Anything you want to leave listeners before part two next week? I would say go in and type in Google Trends account-based marketing and you would see this trend that's going from 2013, 2014, and even 2017, you would see this upward trend. And what's the most amazing thing, James, that happened to me last week was somebody on LinkedIn sent me a note saying that they're doing their graduation thesis and his name is, is Eric and I asked his permission if I can share his name. So his name is Eric and he's doing a graduation thesis on ABM from That's August <laughs> until January. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, man, I'm, I'm reading your book and it's part of my graduation thesis. And that just made me recognize that, guys, we're in this unprecedented time where it's not about technology. This is getting studied in universities now. And it's not just a, a crazy trend that marketers or, you know, just came up with it is actually B2B marketing. And, mm-hmm. and that's where the, the future really is beginning to take shape. So I'm excited for the next episode on this one. But one thing I'll leave everybody with is don't take it lightly, guys. This can truly change your trajectory in your company if you're able to bring strategy back into your game. I love it. Thank you so much, Sangram. Uh, I have a blast on these Wednesday episodes every single time. This one was super fun. Excited for next week, man. Sounds good. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.